Podcast 72, July 13th, 2022. On today's podcast, I will first address five interesting questions and continue reading from Chapter 4 of my first investment book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. Today's reading deals with risk assessment forms and fee schedules. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. I am the author of four investment books. Question number one. In a down market like we're in right now, what is the best way to invest to ensure a decent return on your money? If you invest in financially strong stocks, paying high dividends, you do not really concern yourself about the downfall of share prices. You live off your dividend income, and you never intend to sell your stocks, as long as the stocks continue to pay ever-increasing dividends and remain financially strong. Share prices and company profits are not directly connected. Share prices are determined by optimistic speculators and pessimistic speculators placing competitive bids for the same shares. It is the revenue and expense decisions made by the executives of a company that result in profits. From profits are paid dividends. This is why you can see the share prices of a strong dividend company drop by 50% in a market crash, but they keep on paying their regular dividends, even increasing the dividend payouts in some cases. You can easily see share prices and dividend payouts going back for decades. It is not hard to find stocks who've shown ever-rising dividend payouts. Now is a good time to buy such strong stocks because their prices are down and you can buy more shares than when share prices are higher. Such stocks in time will rise to new record highs. If you need help in identifying strong stocks, go to www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com for more information and how to safely invest this way. Question number two. Does successful investing require more of a psychological approach than a mathematical approach? While it requires both, when you invest in a company, you are investing in the skills of their executives to make revenue and expense decisions. Companies are not blocks of wood. They are living entities that adapt to threats, changes, opportunities, and setbacks. The primary purpose of executives is to reach their annual profit objective. Companies who do not make profits go bankrupt, and all those who have invested time, money, and energy into the company lose. Thus, the executives are constantly reviewing expenses, 
developing new products, adapting to new technologies, seeking new customers to replace the inevitable loss of a percentage of their existing customer base to competitors. This activity requires insight, creativity, experience, and risk-taking. A mathematical approach could not allow for all the possible changes and challenges required. Thus, when you see a company with ever-rising dividend payouts for 20 years or more, it did not happen because some mathematical logarithm showed them how to do it. It happened because of a constant weighing of possible decisions between executives, employees, customers, and other forces who discussed, weighed, proposed, and often debated conflicting solutions. Choices had to be made. When you analyze a proposed stock purchase, you are looking for that success factor in their management team that allows them to not only survive, but to flourish. It is not cut and dried like mathematics. A few successful companies are able to perpetuate the strength for decades. Question number three. How can you analyze a foreign stock? A stock traded on a public stock exchange in any country is just a stock like any other stock. You analyze it the same way as you would a domestic stock. Investors are not and do not want to be restricted to one stock exchange in one country. They expect to see the usual evaluation data, for example, an operating margin, a price-to-earnings ratio, a history of share prices, and dividend payouts, and so on. Even though the currency may be different, all the things you measure can be measured in the same way. Percentages are percentages. Ratios are ratios. If you need help in analyzing stocks, go to www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Question number four. Will the GAP, stock symbol GPS, maintain their 60 cent dividend? GPS on July 5th, 2022, paid a dividend of 15 cents. On January 7th, 2020, they paid a dividend of 24 cents. They did not pay a dividend again until April 26, 2021. It was again 24 cents, but dropped to 12 cents on July 4th of 2021. Your 60 cent dividend is in reference to paying a 15 cent dividend every quarter this year. To get a better feel for a stock, I like to look at each payment in a year going back for 20 years in relation to their share price at the same time. Looking at just annual totals could hide significant fluctuations during the quarterly payments. Well, it appears GPS is on track to have an annual 60 cent dividend 
it would concern me that their share price has reached close to where it was at the bottom of the 2020 market crash. Before that, you then have to go back to 1996 to see their share price this low. Its operating margin is 0.30%. Its price to earnings is minus 32.0. This is not a financially strong company. Where is the money coming from to pay their dividends? Are they borrowing money, selling off assets, or what? Five analysts are recommending it as a sell. Two are recommending it as a buy. When I run through the IDM stock scoring software, it scores a 40. I personally avoid stocks scoring under 50. The highest score I have ever calculated out of thousands was a 78 and the lowest was a 4. There are many stocks that score far better than GPS whose dividend yield percent is just as high. If you consult the American High Dividend Handbook, you can see them listed. One reason the GPS dividend yield is unusually high now is that as share prices drop and the payout remains the same, it automatically causes the dividend yield percent to climb. This could be misleading if the dividend yield percent is your motivation for buying the stock. Question number five. Are my stocks going to go up for the next 20 years if I invest in companies like Amazon? Every business eventually fails. It is only a matter of time. In the early 1800s, the new growing technology were railroads. In North America, over a thousand railway lines were established. Now they've shrunk to fewer than 100. Fifty years ago, American Motors and Studebaker were being sold. Cadillacs were the ultimate prestige car. No one had heard of Toyota or Nissan. A Chinese electronic vehicle surpassed Tesla's production in the last quarter because their long background in battery production allows them to sell cars at a lower price. People's taste and technologies change. In 20 years, Amazon could shrink to insignificance, just as the massive successful Sears catalog withered away as a massive retailer of everything from clothing, books, electronics, appliances, and roof shingle replacements. No one can accurately predict the future. You do not know what companies will or will not exist in 20 years. Successful investing requires constant monitoring of a diversified portfolio of many financially strong companies with the flexibility and intelligence to shift your money into new stocks if older stocks show evidence of decline. Your best bet for 20 years 
would probably be banks or insurance companies that existed for over 100 years and shown constant share price and dividend payout increases. Bank lending only when their security exceeds their risk. Insurance carefully calculates risk constantly and makes sure the odds are always to their advantage. They do not have the logistic complication that Amazon has. Chapter 4, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. I am now going to read some more from my book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. This chapter is titled Sudden Wealth. The book was released in 2019. I will pick up from where I ended last week. Although Miss Innocence swore that she never signed a document to become a full-service client, she did admit that she had signed some documents that she did not read. Her verbal instructions were ignored. Mr. Shark, while dishonest, would have been too experienced and too careful to treat Miss Innocence as a full-service client without her signature on a document. You were warned, stay away from banks, investment advisors when you open a self-directed investment account. The other irritating practice Miss Innocence faced with Mr. Shark was being pushed to complete a risk tolerance questionnaire. It is a very intrusive and rather silly questionnaire that all full-service clients must complete. It determined in which investment pool her money was to be managed, along with thousands of others who had similarly answered the questions. Miss Innocence did not know this, otherwise she would have understood that Mr. Shark had disregarded her wishes. It was putting her into a full-service account. The bank needs this signed questionnaire to justify to the Securities Commission the investment banks the bank has chosen for a full-service client. This risk assessment evaluation seems to be a pointless, bureaucratic effort. The typical uninformed investor does not understand their risk tolerance. They have no experience to measure risk or to ride informed answers to the questions. The Securities Commission demands such a questionnaire to stop investment advisors from putting the life savings of a naive investor into highly speculative penny stocks where they could quickly lose all their money. Since self-directed investors choose their stocks and are thus safely isolated from investment advisors, no risk tolerance questionnaire is necessary or required. What investment advisors should explain to a full-service customer is that everything the bank touches will incur a fee. These small charges can add up to thousands of dollars in a year. The full-service customers cannot plead ignorance of these fears. They have signed contracts, which few read, agreeing to these charges. 
The banks deliberately write the terms in legalese in a cram format and tiny print at the very back of their contracts. This is the reason lawyers often start on the last page when analyzing contracts. The following is an example of the fee legalese that appears in many bank investment contract forms. It has been converted to an easy-to-read format. Titled, The Big Shark's Fee Schedule. Fees you paid. The operating and transaction fees charged directly to you for the operation, management, and transactions related to your account. In some cases, fees may be collected from your account on behalf of a third party. In all cases, fees are reported to you in the account in which you are charged. If you have directed us to charge fees to a specific account, regardless of where the fee was incurred, we have reported the fee where it was charged. Operating fees. Operating fees represent fees we may have charged you for the operation, transfer, or termination of your account and include applicable federal and provincial sales taxes unless otherwise noted. Operating fees include custody fees, interest charges on debit balances, and fees for managed and fee-based programs as outlined in your fee agreement with us. Transaction fees. Transaction fees represent the fees we may have charged you for the purchase and or sale of securities, including exchange-traded securities, stocks, preferred shares, exchange-traded funds, and options, fixed income securities, debt instruments, investment funds, mutual funds, money market funds, and hedge funds, other private placements, fixed income security transactions. For debt securities, purchased or sold for you during the period covered by this report, dealer firm remuneration may be added to the price you paid in the case of a purchase or deducted from the price you receive in the case of a sale. This amount may have been in addition to any commissions you may have been charged. Foreign Transaction Tax A foreign transaction tax may be applied to a transaction when a security is purchased or sold on a foreign exchange. Payments received from third parties. We may receive compensation or earn revenue in other forms in addition to or in substitution for direct payments by you. These fees may include issuer commission, refers to a commission received from the issuer of a security purchased in your account. These may include new issue securities, GICs, federal and provincial savings bonds, and, and or structural notes. Service fees refer to an ongoing trailing commission. 
We may receive and respect your securities or deposit products you owned during the period covered by this report. Investment funds pay investment fund managers a fee for managing their funds, and we receive an ongoing payment from the manager for the services and advice we provide you. The amount of the trailing commission depends on the sales charge option you chose when you purchase the fund. You are not directly charged the trailing commission or the management fee. However, these fees affect the performance of the fund. Deferred sales charge, DSC, refers to a commission paid directly by the mutual fund manager for mutual fund securities purchased where you pay no upfront commission. Referral fee refers to a payment we may receive when you are referred to a dealer, advisor, or fund manager for security services. Other fees refers to a commission earned as a result of corporate actions on the securities held in your account. Average market value of your investments. The average market value of your account has been calculated based on the ending market value at each month end, net of debit balances, over the period covered by the report. Foreign exchange rates. Any fees you paid in currencies other than the currency of this report have been converted to the currency of this report using the exchange rate in effect on the date of the transaction. Is it any wonder that your financial advisor can generate for their employer far more than the 1% you thought you were paying? Self-directed investing eliminates every fee except the charge for buying the shares. And that should be less than $10, no matter how many shares of a stock you buy. You agree to the full service fee schedule when you sign the completed form. A bank's lawyer would present this piece of paper as a proof of their complete compliance with the investment guidance you gave them. It would be presented as proof of the bank's due diligence. If you become enraged by the shrinkage in your investment account and initiated a legal action. Many banks employ platoons of salaried lawyers to protect their interests. To threaten to sue a bank is a bit of a joke as you are the one who will face having to pay large legal bills, not them. Opening a self-directed trading account online does not require this questionnaire. All Miss Innocence would have had to provide was a government-issued ID, a Canadian social insurance number, a permanent Canadian address, and an existing account with the bank. To expect all banks, for competitive reasons, have the same easy setup for their self-directed investment accounts. All Miss Innocent wanted was a cash stock trading account. This is an account 
in which you keep enough cash to pay for any stock that you would wish to buy. A bank's fee for processing every trade made would be less than $10 no matter how many shares of the stock you bought. Miss Innocence worked hard all her life building a successful business with the belief that the large nest egg she had saved would provide her with a comfortable, stress-free retirement. She had mistakenly believed that it required years of experience before you could find and purchase investments that would give you security and a good income. Within 90 days after following the steps laid out in this book, Miss Innocence was buying hundreds of thousands of dollars in good stocks. These were stocks that she found, analyzed, and carefully chose for her portfolio. Most bank customers like her are unaware of the massive amount of free investment information and services available to protect and grow their wealth. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.